Welcome to She Inspires Me. I'm your host, Caroline Bruni, founder of She Inspires Me and Organise Curate Design. Launched as a Facebook passion project back in 2017, She Inspires Me has been reborn to highlight the incredible women we all encounter in our everyday lives and how we can take inspiration from them. Thanks to our key sponsor, Organise Curate Design, I welcome you to listen and get inspired as we showcase these incredible women. Welcome to another episode of She Inspires Me. Today, I have the pleasure of having two guests on the show. always love when we mix it up and have more than one voice. I'm going to do my best to make sure I say who's speaking or who I'm speaking to at the time because it can get very confusing on an audio medium. But welcome to Gillian and Carolyn, who are our guests today. Hi. Hey, thanks, thanks for having us. Now I'm going to start off, ladies, by just introducing you to our listeners and telling them a little bit about the two of you and I guess about your joint business as well, which is a big part of what we're discussing today. So Champagne Cartel is an online community of more than 30,000 women around Australia. Created by journalist Carolyn Tate and brand strategist Gillian Moody, Champagne Cartel is all about championing women and enabling them to prioritise themselves with zero guilt. Hallelujah to that. (laughs) Gillian and Carolyn are passionate about community building and creating positive spaces for women to support each other. After going through brutal divorces, Gillian and Carolyn have now made it their mission to help women turn their divorce into the best thing that ever happened to them. Their latest initiative, Champagne Divorce Club, is a membership program and community that empowers newly single women to navigate their darkest days and design their own bright future where anything is possible. Now, there's so many hallelujah moments as I read that because I'm like, oh, hallelujah to that. And as a woman that has been divorced, mm-hmm. take my hat off. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I'm going to I'm gonna dive straight in um, and so we can kind of get to know the two of you and how you're friends and all of that dynamic. So, Carolyn, do you want to tell us how you met, how you're friends and where it all began? Yeah, there's a, a delicious irony to that story because um, we actually met through my ex-husband. So um, when I when I first met him and started dating him, uh, he said, you know, I've got this my best sort of you know woman friend is is Gillian and uh, and she's amazing. I really love her and her opinion of you really matters. So you need to impress her, which is so ridiculous. Love it. So much about him now in hindsight. <laughs> and, uh, and I, and, and I met Jill at a party and I thought she was so rude. I didn't like her at all. Um, <laughs> I love this story so much already. Um, I think because I was really nervous to meet her, it was this real build-up. You know, he was only half joking, you know, but, you know, I met her and I thought, oh, don't know about her. <laughs> but um, but you know, soon grew to, to adore each other and we used to joke when I was married that, you know, if ever my husband and I separated, that I'd get to keep Jill in the divorce, and and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> that is so good. So, what's your, um, Gillian? What's your recollection of that moment in time where you came across as really rude? But what was your impression of Carolyn at the time? Oh, I actually really can't remember very much. Like, I just <laughs> can't remember me. That's rude, right? <laughs> It, I think that um, Carolyn's ex had m- made it 
to be much more than I thought it was at the time. So it seemed to be quite a big thing, but it actually, in my head, it wasn't really a big thing. <laughs> it was and, so like, oh. and I remember, like, thinking, oh, my God, she's gorgeous, she's stunning, and he's very lucky that she's beautiful. <laughs> um, but, you know, it kind of wasn't. I don't know, it just wasn't a massive deal. And then when we got to meet each other properly and sat down and talked, I was like, this chick is so awesome. Oh, my God. Oh. I love her. <laughs> so lovely. <laughs> I, I love friends. It was incredible because he seemed so happy. He had a bit of a sourpuss vibe about him every now and again, but he actually was so happy with her and he became this very like just really filled with life and love and it was amazing and we were like, look what she's done, she's incredible and, you know, unfortunately he did revert back to his old self. <laughs> we're not going to man bash too much here but as three divorced children, <laughs> it might happen. Listeners, beware. It may come out <laughs> and that's okay. Um, well, that's such a lot. I, I think that's fascinating as well when you look at a moment in time from two different perspectives and, and how, you know, Carolyn, you were so nervous and there was, you know, it what felt like all this stuff riding on this one relationship and friendship and, and just fast forward to however many years it's been now and how many years has it been since that first catch-up? It's been about 14 years, I think. Yep. Yeah. Whoa. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, you guys totally got the best end of this deal in your friendship. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful. Mm, me too. It was all Oh, great. my goodness. <laughs> so fast forward a bit for me, um, Champagne, Champagne Cartel. So I guess before we even talk about Champagne Cartel, um, when does it come into the mix? Does it come in after divorce or how far into your friendship do you create a business together? Uh, so it's been about eight years now. Um, we started off um, as a blog. So Carolyn came to me and said, I have this idea for creating a space for women to support each other, a beautiful space that's really positive. And she said, it's a blog and um, and, you know, what was your, you had that story about why you wanted to do this. Yeah, I was a I was a working mother of three kids and I had no time for physical catch-ups and things, but I was just looking for community. I was looking for connection and I um, and I couldn't find anything online that was ticking those boxes and filling that gap for me. I just wanted to be around positive women who supported each other and lifted each other up and shared information and um and it just didn't exist anywhere that I was looking. So um, I decided to create, it was a bit of a collective at first. There were six of us at first. Mm. Um, to just, just started a blog writing articles about, you know, the, the battles of, of being a busy working mum. And, um, and then it developed from there. The other four, you know, fell away and, and had other um, priorities. And we kept going with it. And it started to, it was, so it wasn't a business at that point. It was just a bit of a hobby. It was something to do. And, mm. um, yep. But it just did really well and, mm. and um, you know, we really connected with a lot of women and um, just found a receptive audience for what we were talking about and people that wanted to be involved and people who wanted to have those conversations that we were having about, you know, work, the myth of work-life balance and, and how we're, you know, getting by and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it was the key to it all was really being positive because, um there are so many negative Nancys out there just like bitching about, you know, how hard everything is and how mm. much their, their husbands suck and how much their kids suck. And and I didn't want to talk 
about that. I didn't want to, that's not the space I'm interested in. You know, if, if, if something's yeah. up, then fix it or talk about it or do something, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, but find a solution. Yeah, yeah. And I'm happy to have conversations about solutions, but I didn't want to just sit in a mess and complain about it, you know. So mm. being, a, being a working mum of young kids, I had, you know, my youngest was still a baby at that point and um, I just wanted um, something to be uplifting and something and to uplift other women as well. Yeah, and it was, yeah. Um, it, it was amazing how much it resonated because we both had young kids. We were in that young family sort of mode and what we found was I guess we were being quite real and honest and upfront Um So our tagline at the time was toasting the beauty and chaos of life and, you know, that was very much uh, where we were coming from and um, our audience grew really quickly. We were sort of amazed actually. We didn't really expect, we didn't know what to expect. I actually didn't really know what a blog was until (laughs) Carolyn came to me and said, let's do one. And yeah. uh, I think we were really quite blown away by the amount of support that we got and and the the way that the audience built very quickly. So, you know, before we knew it, um, we, you know, had quite large followings and we were getting really good readership on our blog and we started to think, let's, let's see what we can do here. So we sort of transitioned a little bit to more, I suppose, like an online magazine format and we started, we had a, a stable of writers um, as well. So how many writers did we have at that Maybe point? a dozen or so. Mm. Yeah. So we had the writer wow. cartel um, and we had contributors mm. in all different areas, um, you know, from sort of wellness through to fitness and health and parenting. Mm. So we were getting a lot of um, really great contributing content and quite um, quite a lot of I guess, you know, we quite mouthy, you know, we had beautiful feminist content coming across, political content as well. So we wanted to just be really real, didn't we? Yeah, because even though you're a, like, we're mothers and, you know, anyone that's listened before knows that I'm a mother as well, um, even though we're mothers, we're still humans and we're still women and we're still, we still have our career paths or or our hobbies or our interests and our relationships and all of the facets that make us human beings. And and I think sometimes when a any business or a blog or whatever can be too one-dimensional, it, it that's fine if that's all people are expected to get from that. But I, I love that community aspect that looks at all the facets of that and, and tailors to that and speaks to that, which which sounds like it evolved in such a beautiful way so yeah and it's something wow we really cared about especially because there were lots of mummy bloggers around and the last yeah, thing I true. Was talk more about my kids like I felt like I was already talking about them all the time. <laughs> I felt like they took up so much of my time I wanted to talk about me for a minute you know so. yeah and what you were interested in yeah. yeah definitely and I think that really resonates for women especially when they do have young children as well because it can just be so consuming and even when you have a baby and the first like it's all about the baby and it's like hello I'm here like I just had a baby and I'm tired and oh what yeah. my body's yeah. doing or all of that stuff. Like, it's like, I'm still here. forever <laughs> yeah. yeah so how far into Champagne Cartel, oh, like I know obviously it started in this is really quite organic way and, and then became more of a business. Um, how far in does the divorce period happen? 
Yeah, so... And and who's first and how does this play out? Because I've heard a little bit about this story, but obviously our listeners haven't. Yeah, so 2006 was a massive year for us um, success-wise. So we were running... um, It was really when 2015-16, sorry, not six... 2016 was when it really started kicking off, I guess, um, in terms of revenue. So we were running um, events. We were running panel events. Um, We had a partnership with Ridges um, Hotel Group and we also uh, launched a T-shirt shop online. So we were selling slogan tees for grown-up girls um, and did really well. That, That just really started to take off and it was really an amazing those two years 2015-16 were really great years and very exciting um and then it was sort of the next few years that had some challenges yeah so January 2017 was when my marriage ended Mm. um and then January 2018 was when Jill's marriage ended January Mm. is the month for it Well, it's post post Christmas and silly season, and it you know take COVID out of the mix, like of this year, where we've all spent yeah. a little bit more time with everyone in our households than we had planned. Um, but Christmas is that time of the year where relationships are really stretched. So I'm not surprised that January take, tends to be a tipping point for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we both went through these really devastating breakups, and you know, um, mine really came out of the the blue. Um, and it was a very, very sudden separation. It was not what I was expecting at all. Um, and so, yeah, for really for sort of two to three years there, we've very much we both struggled. We were juggling, you know, dealing with lawyers and um, all that sort of thing that you do, finances. You know, it's such a difficult time. Um, and, you know, there's really... It is such a, it, it's not something that you're familiar with. You don't know how to do this thing. No, not at all. That we call divorce, you know. No one knows what to do with it. And it yeah. so many aspects to it as well. Oh. It's not just you tick a box and sign a form and you divorce. Like there's so many different yeah. things to do. You're extricating your whole life from somebody and changing all your future plans and, you know, everything. Um, yeah. A lot of the time, for me, I was I was a freelance journalist at the time and, working part-time so that I could also care for the children and run the house and do all the things that many women do. And um, and I was left with, you know, not enough money to pay my rent. Um, so I was, yeah. you know, to just even have enough money to, to get by. And and so Champagne Cartel, you know, got put on the back burner for a bit because we had to, I just had to focus on doing that. Um, yeah. So, you know, emotionally, practically, all the different things, we were both just in mm. crisis mode there for a good couple of years. Yeah, we were just yeah, guys everywhere and I was the same. I worked part-time and um, I had, um, you know, absolutely no support from my ex-husband whatsoever. You know, it was very much drop and run. So I had yeah. to very quickly try and work out how to establish myself I had a mortgage to pay um and you know it was it was so incredibly stressful and um I was very lucky that my part-time work um I do consulting and I was lucky that I was able to pick up some more hours there and you know Carolyn was doing the hustle you know with journalism trying to just make the ends meet and we were both doing that and you know it's um it's it was a really tough very, very tough time. Um, mm. But, 
you know, through all of that, we had each other and we also yeah. had our Champagne Cartel community. Community, so yeah. This was something that we know that really helped us through that process. We could not have gotten through it without each other and without our community um, yeah. and our networks as well. Like the women that we have discovered and met through this process has been mm. absolutely incredible, really. It's amazing. Mm. There are just some incredibly smart, intelligent, supportive women out there providing services that we didn't even know existed or existed because yeah, you don't need them up until that point yeah, yep. yeah it's amazing and and we've we've really um you know amassed this this great community of women now that we're we're excited to work with moving forward in this in the champagne divorce club so mm, yeah so i guess before we jump into the champagne divorce club because i i'm I'm really keen to share that with our listeners because the reality is everyone either knows of or is experiencing or may experience divorce. It's just the reality of the the world that we live in and the life that we have. Um, but in that point in time when you were both, well, it's a 12-month period where you both have this tipping point that both in both cases happens quite suddenly. When you look back, is there something that, like you've got your community, you've got each other. Is there something that you can remember being like the the key thing that got you through? Um, was there anything from a resilience piece that you really turned to, um, I guess, for either of you? Yeah, for me it was just the old mantra of one foot in front of the other. So the big picture mm-hmm. was overwhelming. It was hard. There was so much I didn't know. I didn't know how things were going to work out. But I just really focused on what can I do today? What can mm. I? What's something that I can do to make my life better than it was yesterday? Like little things, mm. um, because you can't fix everything. You can never fix everything. You know, I think it, whether it's divorce or whether it's your entire life, like you're never going to get to a point where you feel like, oh, I've achieved this. I've achieved everything. I've done everything. I'm happy. I'm satisfied. Mm. Like you always have stuff to do. So when it comes to divorce, um, it's you know, what can I do? What can I do today? Um, also the other thing for me was I had a hobby that was just for me. And so, um, I was, mm. and, I was uh, and it was a self-flagellating one. I was running marathons. So, um, I spent a lot of time going out and just running. It cleared my head, exercises. Mm. I probably could have done it in 5Ks, but I chose to do it in longer, <laughs> longer still. Um, the longer you can be away, the better. <laughs> But, but, no, I had a lot of spare time because my kids were only with me for half the time, whereas before they were with me all the time. So yeah, that's true. that yep. time as well with something that was for me. So, um, you know, I was spending a lot of time being on fire and fixing things, but I needed to have something that was just for me that was all about my own achievements and my own happiness. So that helped a lot too. Mm, what, about yeah. what about you, Julian? Um, yeah, I um, – there's – Probably a couple of things there. So the first one is that um, my mum is really an amazing woman um, and she always said to me, this too shall pass. It's such a thing that, I don't know, your aunties or older women say and (laughs) it's so true and I really kept that in mind every time there was something really dreadful happening because that was the thing that I found the hardest, I think, was that 
you'd sort of wake up and you'd think, oh, okay, it's not too bad. Like I've sort of done, I, I did some good things yesterday. Great, okay. And then something would come. You'd get an email or you'd get something and you'd just be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Thing. This can't. is meant to be a good day. What? <laughs> and so you're thinking, oh, that sucks. But it's true that, you know, this too shall pass and it did pass. Like all these, everything is is temporary you know as as buddha says he said it's he says it much more eloquently than that but <laughs> i love when we quote people but we completely butcher it <laughs> like we'll get the gist of it okay. really quite. <laughs> everything changes and that that's really true nothing stays the same and the more comfortable we are with the fact that you never ever ever know what's around the corner the better off you are in life and i think we i think carolyn and i sometimes talk um and we might be talking and other people you know, in front of other people and we talk about, you know, you never know what's around the corner and there's probably worse stuff coming and people think we're really negative or pessimistic but we're not at all. Like I think it's Realistic. I think we're both incredibly optimistic um, about life but the reality is all of us are going to experience trauma, traumatic events, pain. If you haven't by now, it, it, it's coming. It will. We're reaching those yeah. times in our life where things are going to happen to us and that. The, the more able you are to survive, um, not just survive but thrive, then the mm -hmm. better you're going to be in life because you're going to have to deal with this stuff. And unfortunately, as much as you'd love to, you can't stick your head in the sand and just go, la, 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 can someone just fix this for me? It's not going to happen. Um, yeah. So there's, you know, there's that 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 notion of um, the the temporariness, temporarity of, um, what is that word? Oh, it's not temporarity, that's for sure. <laughs> you made up a word, but that's cool. That's totally cool. Every nature of, of pain and trauma um, is one thing. The other thing is um, gratitude. So mm -hmm. what we know, you know, from that science tells us is that gratitude is actually something that will change your life. Um, we we love listening to lots of different podcasts and um, we hear lots of different um, stories and and I really love the ones where they talk about the science of happiness and um, yeah. that's one thing that we know um, really does change your life is to be grateful. Um, when you spend time every day being grateful um, for the things you have, the more likely you are to actually um, live a really peaceful and happy life. So as much as, you know, doing a gratitude journal seems like such a really hokey thing to do. Um, yeah. It's actually so powerful though. Really powerful. And it's backed by science. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, meditating as well is one of those, it's another one of the mm. things, the things that you get, you hear that you should do it. And then when you do it, um, it really changes your life. I meditate. Um, I don't meditate every day, but I meditate quite often. And I used to uh, listen to guided meditations. Um, yep. And now I just have sort of, you know, water noises and bells that kind of tell me mm. how I'm going. Mm -hmm. And um, that really, I just find that quietening of the mind is really helpful. So that was a long way of saying this, I think, a few <laughs> things that can help. I, I think that's really helpful. And, and I think in addition to the fact that those were the things and, and the conversations and things that people said to you back then are still practices today, because that's the key. Um, as I said, there might be 
a listener out there that is experiencing separation or divorce or, or knows someone or whatever and, and can take that. But just take the word divorce out and put any kind of significant life experience and, and everything you both just said is applicable, is helpful. Um, and it's the stuff we know, like we've heard this stuff over and over again. This isn't new no. news, um, but it's always great to hear it again and again and again because it reminds us that there are some really simple tools out there and mindset shifts to that we can do that can really help in that space so yeah well that we, that, we reach out yeah and we look for new things but these things are said over and over again because they're so fundamental and so true yeah consistent um yeah definitely. Don't look for other things. do those things mm. <laughs> yeah yeah don't go looking for quick fixes and stuff like this is just the easy consistent stuff that that you can do and 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 there are also things that don't cost money and they're the things that you can do in your home or you can do in your car in between things and they're the they're the things that uh, especially as busy working mums, yeah. we're trying to squeeze in into the day. In our brains, that that resists it. That goes, I don't want, you know, I don't want to do it. I I used to get super angry about writing my gratitude journal. <laughs> um, I don't yeah. anymore. I don't, I don't want to be grateful. <laughs> but there's something that resists, and I don't know why that is. Um, but um, but if you can break through that, I just angrily scrawled for a few weeks, mm-hmm. and then I started to soften soften my writing and <laughs> get better. Um, The other thing I would say too that's so incredibly important in all of this is call on your community. And Mm -hmm. again, it's not, it's not rocket science. Um, but it can be a really lonely time when you're going through separation because you Mm. feel like perhaps you can't, can't talk. Some people maybe feel like they can't talk about it. They're feeling a sense of failure around it. They're feeling really embarrassed perhaps about it. I would go to the schoolyard and um, being in a small Catholic school, there were, mm. there were certainly some feelings there that I, I did feel a little bit like a pariah at, at times and um, I know that some of the parents couldn't look me in the eye. They didn't, and a lot of that I think is more that people don't know what to say, and they don't know how yeah, to act. But it I think was, we also imagine a lot. We project a lot of it as well. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Out there. Yeah. Mm. Um, and you do feel really alone, I think. So I made a point of really calling on my community at all times, and. Mm-hmm building those people around me who were going to be my supporters. So there might have, there were people that helped me with practical things like picking up the kids from school or helping me with shopping. Yeah. Then there were people that were there, you know, on Messenger so that I could just kind of even in the night or something I could messenger someone. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was definitely. very lucky to have um, Carolyn who had been through it and so I could ask her all the questions and she would answer really yeah, everything. Which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So you've both taken this moment in time and the learnings and also the opportunity to share with your community. And you have just launched, I believe you've officially launched your Champagne Divorce Club. So I obviously know a little bit about this, um, but tell me how it works and um I guess how the shift came from where you already were in supporting your community and connecting with your community to deciding this was going to be something you created. Yeah, so we 
knew that we had to do something to help other women go through this time. Um, we made it our mission. Well, there was a lot of Me Too, wasn't there? We'd be talking about our experiences mm-hmm. in our groups and online and, and we get a lot of Me Too. I'm going through it. It's really hard. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So and and we realised that we knew a lot of women and we, we knew what to do. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. we, we had sort of not only come out of our divorces um, okay, we actually found a way to turn them into, I mean, the lives we have now are so much happier, so much more productive, so much better in every way yeah. than they were before. Um, yeah. We feel like, you know, we discovered this this amazing secret that, that you know, perhaps we should share with the world. <laughs> Very much. Very much. <laughs> that divorce isn't the worst thing that, that that's, you know, don't, no. don't necessarily yeah. be scared of it. It's hard, but don't be afraid mm. because beyond the pain and beyond the hard stuff, mm is this amazing opportunity to re- to create the life that you want to create. Yeah, and yeah. not many occasions that you get in life where you actually get an opportunity to rebuild yourself and do it, become what you want to do. You know, you actually can, you shake off um, the past and, and what you had yeah. and you can go, I now get to build my life exactly how I want it and one of the things that I spoke to my psychologist about in the early days was sort of a bit of a mantra um, that I could use to help me during that time and it was you know now I get to live the life I want to live and that was so powerful to me and it's something that I've kept with me so you know yeah we we made it our mission Um, we want to help women to turn their divorce into the best thing that's ever happened to them and Mm -hmm. we because we've done that and we have the experts on board who can also help as well. We have an amazing um, group of experts, a panel that we've pulled together of women like yourself, Caroline, um, in ver- in lots of different areas. So, um, you know, from fitness to health to well-being, um, resilience, um, the, the neurobiology of the female brain, we have a PhD in our group, Amazing. psychologists. Um, and then we've got family law and finance and all that practical stuff as well. Mediators. Yeah. Um, parenting. And parenting, yeah. And so, you know, we're, it's a Champagne Divorce Club is a membership and a community. So it's mm-hmm. a program where women can work through um, the, the biggest problems they're facing and get some advice on how to deal with that. Yeah. Well, so I assume that. that as well. Mm. Which is so-, so I assume people can register at any point in time because I assume even though January is a is a busy month, but um, we don't all plan our divorces. So <laughs> no. I assume that people can engage with this with the membership at any point. That's right. Because it's also I, I think I'm I'm really conscious that it might be one thing that you have you and your ex have made whatever he's made the decision you've made the decision together you get to that point in time where you know that it's now separation divorce but even the being ready to talk to lawyers or being ready to do all of that may take six months absolutely because you might just need to work on the emotional stuff first or you might just need to work out what you're doing with the kids or the house or right. there's so many yeah it doesn't always run in a particular order I assume. yeah there's so many phases to it you know there's there's triage kind of everything's on fire stuff at the start uh, what you know that kind of I was really frozen by I had no idea what what I needed to do I had no idea who I needed to talk to 
I didn't know if I needed mm. a lawyer or not. Um, turns out I did. Um, but, you know, all of that stuff. Most people do. <laughs> All of that stuff um, at the start, and then there's the, you know getting through the middle bit of deciding you know who when where the kids go and when and and who's keeping mm. the house and all that sort of stuff. And then later on, it's relaunching um, your life. You know, once you've licked your wounds and you recover from that shocking bit at the start, what what's my life look like next? You know, where do I want to go? What do I want to do? What am I going to do with with settlement if I've got a settlement to you know what do I do with that money? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of Jill's biggest battles was keeping the house that she was uh, living in when she was married, which she managed to do. And, mm. um, and you know, even towards the end of that, there's we've also got some experts on, on um, relationships and dating again and that kind of thing. Yeah, true. Which, you know, no judgment when you want to do that in the journey. You can do that whenever you like. But, um, but you know, that's for, especially for people who've been in relationships for a long time, that can be super intimidating. Uh, also, ex- yeah. excellent fun. Very good. <laughs> but, um, Very good. Yeah. But, but there's so many different aspects to it. So we've got a, a general membership program um, where we do live Q&As and, all, and cover all sorts of topics. And then we've got two um, specialised intensive, not intensive, but three-month programs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. One for the early phase and then one for the, for the next phase. Yeah. Um, where you can get expert help on all of those, those issues. Yeah. Wow. That sounds fantastic. And I, I think I shared with you both. So, yes, I am going to be sharing my expertise to your members. Um, one, from just the perspective of life admin, all the paperwork, um, running a household and just stuff that any parent would want to know, let alone um, someone that's a newly single parent. Um, it's a whole nother mix. But in addition to that, I, um, you know, was a young like I got married young, I got divorced young. I'd kind of already done it all by my mid-20s, mid to late-20s. And um, the thought of having a program or a community that I could do that with. So some of my friends hadn't even gotten married yet. So like I had been there, done that, and already finished <laughs> and was ready to move on. Um, and it can be really overwhelming when you don't, you don't even know who to turn to um, because no one has really experienced it and, and there is, a, you know, that stigma and, and as you said, uh, some of it is just projection and, and projecting your own stuff and thinking the worst. Um, but what a, an amazing opportunity to connect with women of all points in their life as well. Um, yeah. Which is yeah. really beautiful. So congratulations. Like good on you guys for just doing the thing. Like this is the stuff that people dream of and you just did it. And I know that you didn't just click your fingers and do it. You've been working towards it for a really long time. Wouldn't that be great? Just click out and make stuff happen. But it's consistent and it's about making the right decisions for your community, the community that you've established and, and created and nurtured and supported and they have done the same for the both of you in return and and that's just good humans giving to good humans. So oh, thank congrats. You. Thanks. Well, Thanks. Yeah, we just care deeply about it. I think, yeah. you know, we both probably suffered more than we needed to going through our own divorces. We made lots of mistakes and and. You know, we wish it could have been easier, and we know how to be easier for other people yeah. now. We know the answers, so we want to we want to do that for we love women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're all about the lady love, and yeah. um, you know, we we do we we passionately believe in in helping women through this time. And um, when I when I separated, I was 
looking up the, you know, I was on Google and I was trying to find groups where, you know, oh, my husband's left me, what do I do? Mm. Just all these groups in America and yeah, uh, first wife clubs and stuff. Oh, and right, very, very Hollywood. Like husbands and oh, it was really there's awful. a lot of bitterness, <laughs> and it was mm. all so angry, and everyone was really hateful, and yeah. and it is. I mean, you're right, you are angry. There's no doubt about it. It's a difficult time. It's a it's a time when you're sad, you're angry. There's a lot of emotion. Um, there's mm. grief. There's no doubt about that. But also, you know, that wasn't, I didn't want to sit in that. Um, I wanted mm. a, a place where we could support. So luckily we had our community. Mm. Um, yeah. It's just such a spectacular opportunity to restart your life. Yeah, it and, is. And do great things, you mm. know. So. And decide what you want and be really dedicated to that. Go, this is actually what I want for me, you know. Yeah. The one in charge. Because when you realise that, I think as a woman, when you realise that what you choose to do for you has such a positive impact on all the people in your life that that are connected to you. It's such a light bulb moment. Um, I remember really clearly saying to like people that were like, "Why are you getting divorced? Like that? Like aren't you supposed to try harder? And aren't you supposed to make this work?" And and I was like, "No, nah, I'm supposed to be the best version of myself. And if I do that, I'll be a really good mum, and I'll be a really good future wife or partner or whatever I choose to do and in, in my career and whatever." And they were like, "But that's all about you." I'm like damn straight it is like yeah sorry but if I don't do this for me everyone else just gets the drips and drabs of this really shadow version that I was and but man that takes a lot of confidence and 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 just you've got to be pretty brave to just back yourself and to do that with a community behind you like I, I would have been pretty um you know unstoppable if I'd had that mindset with a whole team of women backing me and cheering me on. Um, so, yeah, it sounds, sounds bloody incredible. <laughs> yeah, thanks. And, you know, I mean, that whole thing about prioritising yourself without the guilt, you know, that's something that we've banged on about for years now with Chef mm-hmm. Cartel. And, you know. Um, and not just because it helps other people in your life, but because you deserve it. You're a person. Yeah, oh, totally. Very much. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, you know, we, we, we tend to, well, we, we love to talk about women being martyrs and you know, there's no medals for, for martyring yourself yeah. for, for your husband or, your kids or, you know, no, you don't you don't get a ribbon, you don't get anything. You just, no. get, you just get to clear the... They just give you more. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you get more and more and then you get sadder. Yeah, you get angrier and you get more and more bitter and resentful. Yeah, you know, true. Speak your truth and say what you need. Tell people what you need. If they're not interested in what you yeah. need, then they're probably not the right person for you. Mm. Yeah. So true. So as we um, head towards the end of the year, um, obviously you've launched now, um, you know, as in for memberships and whatever else, program starts early next year. Um, What else is on the cards? Are either of you working on any other projects or are you just like getting ready for Christmas and holidays and summer? I need a holiday. (laughs) I think everybody's moving into the end of this year like uh, um, we have got a few things on the back burner that we're thinking about. We, you know, once this program's launched and it's and it's got found its legs, we've got a few other things that we'll be working on next yeah. year. Yeah. Um, you know, women go through lots of hard things and and lots of things that they could probably thrive through more effectively. So mm-hmm. we'll, we're yeah. working on a few of those. Yeah, and we've just perfect. Up, um, we've just wrapped up a year long program that we've been running with um, a handful of women. Um, and it's called FYL, which stands for F Yes Life. 
Um, does have a swear word. You can swear on the show. Oh, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes, Laura. I'm not going to say to women. God, no. <laughs> so, yeah, we, um, we've got that program um, that has just wrapped up and we've just seen, um, you know, we've had uh, about 16 women go through that and it's just been a really incredibly transformative experience for um, for a number of women in the group and, you know, we've talked a lot about boundaries for healthy relationships. We've talked about dealing with overwhelm. We've talked about guilt. Um, and, yeah, it's been a really affirming uh, program that we've been running and we've really loved it. And, you know, it's given us lots of insight as well for Champagne Divorce Club um, on what women really are struggling with. And obviously when people are going through separation and divorce, there's some specific things that they're suffering through. But, um, yeah, there's also... All those same issues, boundaries, you know, yeah. overwhelmed. Just in life. It's life stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So will you be running that again next year? Is uh, that the we'll be running a form of that, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, um, we will make sure that uh, the Champagne Divorce Club and all your other links and whatever else are in the show notes and in our socials. So um, anyone that's listening that's like, I need some of that, be it whatever version of, of all the things that you, you both offer, um, they'll be able to connect in that way. So before we wrap up, um, I'm really curious to hear who you are both inspired by. I'm going to do a caveat and say you can't say each other, um, <laughs> even though you both sound bloody awesome. Um, so other than each other, because you've both been friends for so long, um, Carolyn, who are you inspired by and why? I think I would have to, I'm not I'm not big on celebrities and things. I think mm. I'm inspired every day by women in our group. You know, we see women going through yeah. all sorts of incredible stuff um, and the fact that they, they go through it they, they are open and honest about it. They hold their heads up. They learn something. They move forward. Um, I love that. Um, I think there are just women doing their shit every day um, and then getting up and doing it again tomorrow. That's what, yeah. that lifts me. I love that. And women who can mm. find, find a way to make, um, we have lots of women like this in our group, mm. find a way to make adversity work for them. Um, mm. I'm always amazed and inspired by that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally agree on that one. Um, Otherwise, I would have totally said Jill. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just have to say each other anyway? It's like yeah, right next to French agreement. Not say that. Carolyn is honestly my inspiration, though. Um, her ability <laughs> to get put one foot in front of the other, and her also, you know, you're such a parenting. You're my parenting idol. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but I have to say um, it's very much in the same vein that um, Carolyn's talking about, but really my friends and family. So my mum very much is my inspiration. We pretty much talk every day. My sister as well, um, she's an incredible person and I'm very fortunate to be surrounded by really really strong women I have an amazing network of women I have a handful of my neighbors um, these women that just came and circled around me when I needed their help and um, 
you know, there's just this, I think there's inspiration in everyday life. I do, I mean, we read a lot and listen to a lot of podcasts as well. So I love yeah, it. Yeah, of course. It's like, it's so amazing. Um, and, um, um, oh, Untamed. Um, Glennon Doyle. Glennon. Oh. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I recommend that book to everyone this year. Yeah, you know, there's there's so much inspiration to be found out there. Um, but yeah, I think my friends and family and community around me uh, inspires me all the time. Yeah, wonderful. Well, thank you for that, ladies. Um, it was such a pleasure to chat to you both and laugh and and I love the fact that even though we're, we're talking about some pretty heavy topics, like they're hard. They're heavy. Life is not easy um, sometimes and we get these curveballs thrown at us and sometimes the they're like an avalanche and sometimes they're just a couple of balls we have to try and do- dodge. And to, to hear the humour and lightness and positivity in, in both of you as you talk about this topic and you support women in this topic that can be earth-shattering at the time um, yeah, it's it's been such a delight to chat to you both. So thank you so much. And um, we will be sure to connect you to or connect our listeners to you, to you both. And um, and we really appreciate, I really appreciate your time and, and sharing your story with us. Oh, thank you so much. It's been so lovely. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> Love talking about women. We'll talk about them all day long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is what it's all about. It's called She Inspires Me for a Reason. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks, ladies. And thank you, listeners. Um, we will... Um, have everything in our show notes and definitely check out Champagne Cartel and Champagne Divorce Club um, as they are doing great things. Thank you for joining us today and being a part of this incredible community. Remember to hit subscribe and join us in our next episode to be inspired by more exceptional women.